I got hit by my teachers, my parents, and strangers had a crack at me. So <laughs> I remember the guy in the milk bar hitting me, and then Dad thanked him. I said, yeah, he deserved it. Well done, mate. Well done. They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Waves. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. Oh, yeah. Big week, this one. Well, Very big. It is big. Um, and look at that, what I'm looking down, that should have ended up the end of a sock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is a big episode uh, because we have not one but two guests. Um, we have the fantastic Dave O'Neill and also my son Walter, uh, the 20-month-old, who uh, just – this is what happens when dads try to get together. Sometimes children are involved. Sometimes it's great. I love it. So there may – But this is real life. This is real life. This is how it happens. And it's ending one minute at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but just uh, just so you know, on the pod, this uh, particular episode, there may be some interruptions from a 20-month-old, uh, but we'll have some ripper conversations with our guest, Dave O'Neill. Hey. Uh, and Dave O'Neill, father of... The four, year. Four. <laughs> three. <laughs> three. Father of three. Really? Sorry. Three? I'll give you three one kids, extra. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have one more, no. no. What's the age gap now? I oh, know, is like uh, 15, 12, and 9. Fuck. So my, we are two, a boy and a girl. I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's pigeon pair, what they say. Yeah. And my wife's from three, and she wanted a third one. I'm just like, oh, God, really? <laughs> and, and so you had a third one. You get, have, <laughs> get, 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 you get to have sex again. So yeah. uh, <laughs> She gives you, like, the sly massage. Yeah. She knows yeah. what's going yeah. on. She yeah. knows what's coming. I think we booked a hotel room by memory. I'm sure. Oh, really? And you, didn't, sure. and you didn't see the signs? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was... Uh, that was pre-arranged, I think. Yeah. But um, and do you pre- regret the nine-year-old now? Not at all. He's great. What yeah, about? He's great. Would you trade one of the other ones? No, nah, no, they're all pretty good. I know <laughs> people say do you have a favourite, always go, yeah, it's Jenny, the girl next door. So uh, <laughs> she's twenty-three. Anyway, <laughs> because it is funny, isn't it? Because <laughs> my wife grew up in a family where there was a favourite, like there was one boy and two girls, and the and they favoured the boy, the oldest boy. You right. Know? Oh, really? Like a clear favourite. Clear favourite, like, but whereas my family of four boys, there was no favourites really. And oh, your um, interesting fact, an identical twin. So oh, a twin, yeah, yeah. And he lives overseas, but so yeah, I can't remember any favouritism going on in our house. So my sister was the clear favourite for my dad, like without a doubt, and still is easily. Yeah, and then I think before my sister came along, I was the favourite. And yeah. then after that, it was just me and my sister. Well, there's favourites now because my dad relates more to my middle child brother, Mark, because they're both... Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope both, you're listening, Mark. Mark and Kev. And Kev. They're both, both technical-minded people. So they're both in... They have that similar... You know, dad was a trade teacher, Mark's a technician, so they kind of got that similar... Where I have no interest in that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. So, Did you have a good relationship with your dad growing up? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but he was a classic seventies dad. Yeah, I mean, he, he's. I mean, I saw him last night because I was doing a gig near his. They still live in the same house, my mum and dad, and they're in their eighties. Wow. Where I grew yeah, up, wow. which is kind of um, it's good, but it's bizarre. And uh, no, no, dad, but dad was good. But dad was very, um, you know, I'm fifty three, so seventies and the eighties. He was very tough, kind of. You know, he was a he was a war veteran. And, get out know, the belt. Yeah, he would definitely get out the belt. And oh, he was yeah, a whack. No, man. 
Oh, yeah, I had that. Just on the yeah. hand or on the back side? No, on the, on on the butt. I do a whole routine about how we... we we, I don't want to do it now, of course, but I mean, go on. But, oh, but we're going to kill some time, Matt. We, he, he, he was in the Air Force. He went to Vietnam, which he really liked, by the way. He yeah. was there for a year. He said, that oh, was really good. <laughs> Great food. Oh, the best. Well, yeah, he was on an Air Force. He was on a base. and he, Anyway, what he did Sounds to me like you might have a Vietnamese brother or sister. Right yeah, well, <laughs> I do that joke too. Don't worry about that. Tran, my step, my half brother, and he uh, he came back and he didn't he, but he had chicken every day and we and he hated chicken after that because the chicken was really bad on the on the Viet Cong chicken they were giving. I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, so we weren't allowed chicken. We weren't allowed chicken, and then my brother, my middle child brother Mark, the one that he gets on really well, but he was very naughty as a you know the classic middle child. Yes, he gets very naughty, so he. He defied dad and got a job at KFC when he was 15. <laughs> he would bring chicken home for us to eat. And then dad would hear us, like late at, I'm talking late at night, 11 yeah. o'clock on a Friday night. And dad, we would wake dad up because we would be eating chicken in our bed. <laughs> like, and dad would come running in with a belt and just whack it. <laughs> That is so great. What a great. But also with a singlet on and no undies. So just pulling his. Singlet down to hide his ghoulies while he was <laughs> whacking us. So, yeah, he did whack us, but he didn't whack us a lot. But in terms of um, – he was pretty involved because he was a scout leader and he, we were in scouts. And Weird he, that he's a scout leader and had a singlet and no pants yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he – he uh, so he was pretty good in terms of he wasn't removed, you know what I mean? Like I mean, so he was pretty much involved with the family, it's fair to say. Yeah, he was sweet. a present dad. He was a present but, dad, but just more so than most dads at the time. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't know some of the dads of my friends, for example. But you know, yeah. you know you what it was like. Mum, mum ruled the roost. Mum was the king. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She, she, you know, the women of that age in the sixties and seventies, they just dedicated their life to their children. Yeah, they didn't. She didn't work. She worked part time in a hardware shop, and you know, and, and that was it. That was her life. Was her children. So yeah, yeah my mum was exactly the same. I've, yeah. I've talked about that on stage. She gave up her own personal wants and desires oh, to raise yeah, the four just, of us. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, so true. So and then, you, and then you get to the end of it, uh, and you're like, "Fuck, who am I?" Yeah, and yeah. Uh, why don't they ring anymore? Or you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> like I always say, I, I say to my wife, "Lucky you've got a daughter because the boys won't ring you." Because it's the girls who keep in contact. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Have you got you got sisters, haven't you? I've got m- my got oldest sisters. is a, a sister, is a girl, yeah. and she lives with mum and dad. Yeah, see, there um, you go. And uh, certainly, her and mum have a great relationship, a quite close yeah. relationship. And yes, mum's complaint would be that her three boys aren't very After good. After all, she's done for you. you yep. Sacks of shit. Yep. Oh, I call um, her when I need something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you're about to be in a TV series you can see on TV. You know? like, my mum watches Spicks and Specs every night, you know. And, and oh, t- yeah, on the reruns. On so the reruns. See what you were like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it goes, oh, you were a lot skinnier back then. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 14 years day. ago, mum. So, uh, yeah, um, on the back of that discussion about your dad, you got hit. Did you hit your children? No, no. I, you know, I'm pretty laid back, so... It was never like a temptation oh, that yeah. you had to fight. One of my, oh, yeah, one of my friends, one of my friends, uh, uh, Kate Langbrook's husband, Pete, Lazy Pete. He would put the kid, he would put the kid on the bed and hit the bed like <laughs> next to the kid. Oh, oh, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've hit other things. Yes, and um, I've certainly grabbed them forcefully, but I never really outright hit them because. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've never, I mean, I have been very angry, but I, I've never really because even like, like your oldest is fifteen. I mean, even him growing up, I guess that's that's even coming outdated back then. You got to go back like twenty, thirty years. Yes, before it was okay. To yeah. Really. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So you know, I we, mean, when you were growing up, I guess it would have been all right for a stranger to give you a crack in the air. Again, I do that in stand-up. I say yeah. I got hit by my teachers, my parents, and strangers had a crack at me. So <laughs> I remember the guy in the milk bar hitting me, and then Dad thanked him. Right? So, yeah, he deserved it. Well done, mate. Well done. So, yeah. But these days, you touch a child, and you you know. So that's what I say with parenting. Our parents had the ultimate full stop. Yeah. They yes. were just if things got really bad, they would just hit you. Yes, yeah. and and then that, that and was, you'd pay attention. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. But now I think it's I think all we can do is yell. A lot of yelling going on. You know what I mean? Like when I I don't yell very often. So when when I when I when I yell, I don't yell. I yell about three times a year when I get really oh, angry. Yeah, I don't yell often. Fuck My wife should... yells a lot. So, <laughs> oh, does she? So oh, yeah. then you don't have to. Yeah, I don't have to, but when I do yell, they listen, they all run to bed. But we have techniques, like, you know when they won't go to bed? You know, they're, they're, yeah, 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 I say yeah. they won't go to bed. We do the, uh, we do the uh, lights off. So they're all in the lounge in the kitchen just, you know, farting about. I turn all the lights off, and they all get scared and run into the bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> but are they going to bed at different times? Huh? Is it all the same time? No, or? it's roughly the same time. Because the 15-year-old shares a room with their 9-year-old. Yeah. And Kitty, the girl's got her own room, but yeah, roughly around eight. Yeah, they've got to go to bed. I mean, yeah, often, right. often, often you put the going to bed at eight. Hey, fifteen. Know. Yeah, well, he'll often stab and do homework in inverted commas, and but yeah, he'll. <laughs> yeah, Betty's doing some homework, dancing dunas. <laughs> Walked in on that yet? That's a confronting. No, moment. no, thank God. He'd be fucking mad at it though, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, you'd, you'd think so. Yeah, but well, you know so. It's how it's how the, how the world has changed. He said to me the other day. Dad, Dad, you know when you're masturbating? I'm like, <laughs> imagine if we said that to our father. I did. Did you? Oh, yeah, straight up. I asked my dad if he masturbated in front of my school friend, and my school friend was angry at me for a month right. for doing that. He goes, why would you do that? And what did he my, say? What did my dad say? Yeah. He just had a sort of uh, as quick and open a conversation uh, <laughs> as possible. It's like, yes, well, yeah, uh, that has been done. Um, and, and if you're going to do that, that's something you do in private. It's, <laughs> I just say to my answer. son... There's nothing wrong with it. It's very natural, you know. Don't worry about it. If you, you know, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. I don't want to say. Look, sometimes it'll be the greatest day of your life when you discover it. But uh, <laughs> who was the guy who who took? There was a guy, Sam. He's one of the producers on Hamish and Andy. He took a week off school when he discovered. <laughs> he took a week off. Well, school. that's the thing about wanking. It is like heroin. It's like heroin. The the the, the, pre, the next hits will never be as good as the first one. But I don't want to tell him that you know in your twenties and thirties there's a, there is a lot of sex. If you're even in a relationship for all that time, there's still a, compared to a man in his fifties, there's a lot of sex. So. There, you, there will be a time when you rediscover masturbation because <laughs> the sex won't necessarily be there. A 15-year-old and a 50-year-old have <laughs> a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. Have you finished with that magazine, son? <laughs> Just bumping fists without actually bumping fists. <laughs> well, well, we won't shake hands. But, yeah, any yeah. high five. Let's have a wash first. <laughs> Not together. Oh, shit. It's gone bad. That's so funny. So... Anyway. How how else do you uh, uh, discipline? What's your uh, do, do your wife? We used to have like go, go in the bathroom, which we haven't done like the timeout thing. Yeah, right. So we did that a lot when they were young, and they they do respond to that. You know what I mean? Like 
And then and then they always wanted to. Then they would put toys in the bathroom. Yeah. So you go go in the bathroom. Yeah. And then you'd go in five minutes later. They're sitting on a little chair playing with the bath toys or something like that. <laughs> so you had to re- remove all that stuff, kind of thing. But yeah, we and also with the twelve-year-old girl, the nine-year-old, you you know, you just take away their privileges. Yeah. So they they the thought of them, especially the twelve-year-old girl. The thought of her not having her friends over or not seeing her is like really bad to her. Right. So you just go like we told her last night. She said she wants to go trick or treating with her friends, right? Which is big in the twelve year old world. Yeah. But we've done it a little bit, and we just decided that it's just too much sugar. They just oh, they go mental. Oh man, yeah. it's just like a sugar redistribution in the neighbourhood. Yeah. And we just said no, we're not going to do it. And she just you know cracked it. And said, "You're you're both pathetic, <laughs> and all that." And then my Kieran's going, my, my partner's going. Look, it's not an Australian thing; it's an American thing. Blah 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 blah. And it's just all the sugar. I know it's fun dressing up. Yes. it's actually where we live. It's actually a good community thing. All the kids get together and stuff, but they're just eating shit lollies made in China. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, isn't no one's for buying like, good lollies? It's just like nonstop. Bang, oh, bang, nonstop. Bang, bang, bang. And so, and also, if sugar came onto the market today, it wouldn't be legal. Like yeah. if someone just discovered sugar and went, have a look at that, do you want to give that to your kid? This is what it does to your body. You'd be like, fucking get that away from my child. Yeah. I'll, give, yeah, yeah. I'll give them some ice before I give them fucking <laughs> yeah. sugar. So I mean, I'm in two minds with Halloween. I really like some elements of it, but then my wife said, no, we're not doing it. Because we have done it before. Right. We have walked around or we have stayed home and just given out lollies. But kids are like rude. They just grab... Little, and some oh, yeah. a kid turned really up entitled little shit. Yeah, a kid turned up uh, last year just with a motorcycle helmet on. That was his costume. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said to him, "You're not robbing a Seven Eleven, mate. You're doing trick or treating." <laughs> then one of the naughty kids at school <laughs> just turned up with no costume, just knocks on the, you know one of those naughty yeah, tough yeah. kids. Yeah. Trick or treat. You're like, you don't even have a costume on, mate. Here's a trick kicking right yeah, in the nuts. Yeah. So what we said to the kids, why don't we, I think we did this last year, why don't we go for dinner and get an ice cream? You know, We'll go to your favourite Chinese restaurant or whatever. They're yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. So you just avoid... Because what happens is they look outside the window and see all their friends. Just walking. having the best time yeah, of their yeah. life. Yeah. Don't worry, we get to go have some sweet and sour pork. So <laughs> who's the real winner? Exactly. <laughs> and also, I, she was going, you know, you, you would have done... I said, no, Halloween was not a thing when I was a kid. Not at all. Not no. Really, no. I, I remember one time there was a knock on the door in my upbringing um, and it was someone saying trick-or-treating and the whole family genuinely went, what are you talking about? Yeah, what do you mean? I had no idea what you mean because we didn't have a television. So we, we had oh no context to it whatsoever. Yeah. And someone's knocking on the door. And was that like the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Halloween was something you saw on TV but you didn't really understand. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very odd. That's but, very But I mean, at least now that with Trigger... They, when we started Trigger Treating, you would just knock on any door. So you'd have old Greek couples open the door confused. Like, and you had to explain Trigger Treating. Now people put out pumpkins and ghosts. Yes. And so you know... Just knock on your friends' doors. Don't knock on the old Greek couple. They don't know what's going yeah. on. Well, or the yeah. share house where the stone guy opens it. Yeah, oh. Well, you might get a nice <laughs> yeah, little yeah. treat. Um, there's, uh, in our neighbourhood, They actually you can register to be a part of oh. trick-or-treating oh. and then you get sent um, a, a little pamphlet of all the addresses oh, wow. that are doing it. Oh, that's uh, organised. Well, yeah, it's organised and it also makes it a much safer trick-or-treating affair. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm in St Kilda, on one level... It's a real it's a gift bit... to, like, child snatchers, though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, isn't it? I'll register every year. <laughs> I'll get a stray. I'll get a stray. Well, that's like the... Um, what is it? The safety house. 
oh, yeah, campaign. Safety house, no yeah. one was vetted for that. You could just be a safety house. Yeah, exactly. You're running exactly. away from someone right into old Mr. Pedophile. <laughs> oh, I got a children check because my daughter was playing footy, and you got to get a and you got to help out. Unfortunately, you got to do stuff. They give you jobs. And, uh, <laughs> I had to get a children's check, and it was so easy. They just if you it's just criminal record stuff. Yes, but I know for a fact, and I, I didn't. I thought this was an urban myth, but I'll Google the other and it's true. Chopper Reed kid did little athletics at Collingwood near where I live on the track there yeah. and he was given the job of the starter pistol and and, <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and, and Paris campaigned to, to it was in the local paper Paris campaigned to have the start he was doing the starting line you know like it's the wrong type of gum chopper <laughs> he turns up with a sawn off so shotgun and just start a pistol he must have got a children's check to do that job for sure anyway well, he's maybe passed it was, away he has passed away. Maybe it was long enough ago that you didn't have to have children's checks. Yeah, maybe. To do it. I, maybe. We, we've got to do it to be a um, – because uh, you can be a helper in the classroom. Yeah. Oh, do you have to do it for – that's good. You've got to go have yeah. a, a kid check. Really? Yeah. yeah. What do you do when you're the helper? Oh, you help read and stuff. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Right. I've done it before. Yeah. It's, it's – you know, the earlier grades have parents come parents in come and in. help. It's it's hard, after half an hour you're like oh man could I get out of here now? Well I've done a few excursions. I've done excursions. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> like it's like I, I did a, a walking excursion just across the road. Yeah. We, we went across the road to the botanical gardens. I'm like oh that'll be easy. I've never been so exhausted in my life. Oh, like, man. I, I had 30 children that it was myself and I think three other adults. We had to corral that particular yeah. group of 30. That is uh, I've heard cattle before on. Oh, man. That's hard. Easier. But it's interesting because you do get to see your kid in the school environment, don't you? Yes. And also you get to see the naughty kids. Yes. You go, man, that kid's a little shit. And you can't like say, just get the fuck over there. Yeah. You've yeah. really yeah. got to like, maintain the kind of like, yeah. uh, composure. But it is interesting finding the naughty kid. Like, There's a few kids at my kid's school who I genuinely don't like. Like, oh, as, same here. as people. I same here. It. As people, I'm like, you're an asshole. Yeah. And and my boy will tell me that someone, so-and-so has said this thing to him. And m- my response, I want to be, yeah, of course they did, because they're a fucking cunt, mate. Yeah. Like, they're a horrid <laughs> piece. Their parents are cunts. Their grandparents are cunts. <laughs> yeah. They come well, from a long line of fucking cunts. But that is the whole thing, though. When you when I did teaching and you would there would be a kid and you'd see him over the, the weeks... What's, and you go, what's wrong with that kid? And then the parents would turn up yes. and everything would make sense. Yeah. You'd go, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like they're a little bit of, little of an asshole. Their dad's an asshole. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their dad's putting stuff into their minds, you know. Like, oh, t- it's, it's horrible. A, it's always that, like there's, there's one kid who, who'd been nasty and then um, through a bit of investigating found out, oh, he doesn't have a dad. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. So the guy doesn't have any modelling happening for him, yeah, and then yeah. I started to feel really guilty about my own feelings towards yeah. the kid, and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should invite the kid over and try and be a positive male role model. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking struggling with my own kid. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You can't do everything. Um, do you actually like parenting? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I like it. I think it. Re- I think it really. Um, it certainly helped my comedy. That's for sure. <laughs> how has <laughs> it changed from like? A- like from a little kid, because I got two and a four year old, yeah, two little girls, to like the fifteen year old, and especially because you would be there. Facebook was like two thousand and seven, so your kids would have grown up, yeah. like come through with like social media, digital, digital uh, native as opposed to a digital immigrant like yeah. us. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He look, he, um, I reckon, I reckon it's hard. People say, oh, teenagers are hard, really hard, but it's what my mum keeps telling me. But so far, it's been really good. He's been pretty good. And but the I reckon it's harder when they're this age, the two and four year old, yeah, because it's so full on. It's so interactive. 
Like, oh, man. Just, it's it's physically, emotionally, it's mentally yeah. it's challenging. Relentless. Yes. Yeah, and it's relentless. So no wonder people go back to work because you're working in the bank, you go have a break for half an hour <laughs> and have a cigarette or a coffee or whatever. When you're parenting, I just remember I had three little kids when I was doing breakfast radio. So I would come home at 10 after getting up at 4.30 and you feel like you've done a day's work yeah. already. And yeah. I would walk in the house and my wife would just hand me two or three of the and go back to bed <laughs> who could blame her and then I would just wander the streets like sleep sleep deprived with these kids and go into cafes and parks and I knew the parks so well and you get to know every park dweller yeah yeah and I mean yeah. this was there was just mainly women there was a few men but not many men but it was mainly women back then and you got to know everyone. I knew all the shopkeepers. I became friends with some of the shopkeepers <laughs> because you were there so often, you know. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, th- I think I think once they go to school, I remember when my youngest son went to school, my wife was crying. I was like so happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to get six and a half hours. Because, you know, when you're a comedian, you're yeah. home. You're, if, unless you're working in like a TV job or something, you're home. You're home. You're generally yes. home. And radio, you're home. If you're doing breakfast, you're home by 10 or 11. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're doing drive, you're home in the morning. So yeah. I, I've been home a lot. And they're just always there. Oh, man, they can't and, escape them. And in terms of the creative process, it's oh, you like... You can't get anything done. If, if you feel like you're yeah. going to... For me, if I feel like I'm going to be interrupted, even if I'm not interrupted, if I feel like I'm going to be, then I just can't even put the pen to the paper. It's interesting because some people... And constantly interrupting. Yeah, constantly. yeah, and some people have that thing. Some comedians have that thing where they just go off to work. And they like, yes. and like Charlie Pickering, for example, he just go, he goes to me. Oh no, I just go. He goes off to work on it because he's constantly been working on TV shows. Yeah, and so he, you know, he's. But like Sam Simmons, for example, told me the other day, his wife has gone back to work, and she's an art director on the Letdown that oh, ABC yeah. sitcom. It's a so cracking a, show. It's a by great the way. show for this. Listeners to this show. It's a very great much show. for the demographic of this show. And so look she, the she's the art director, so that's a full on job being the art director yeah. on a TV show. So she leaves at six and doesn't get home at seven. So it's Sam Simmons and like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> leaving that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! What are you doing? You know, like, sorry, yelling. I'm doing fake yelling. So the baby's talking to you. Yeah, the baby He's is talking, talking to you. Harley. You guys, so, keep so you can just imagine. You know, th- that kind of relentless parenting. Yeah, and it is non-stop. Like, when they're around, you're just like, oh, I figured they would start playing with each other. And they play with each other a lot. But then yes. they get bored, and they're yeah. like, we want you. No, you play with us. You play well, with us. Well, you, you know what? You have done. You have done the right thing because you've got two, and so has Harley. Because if you have an only child, there's a lot of only children around these days, unlike when we grew up. That my <laughs> mate, you said the right thing. Yeah. Anybody listening at home has only got one child. You've done the wrong thing. You're a bad parent. No. Well, I always one's enough. One's one's the biggest shock. Well, like, but one you don't realize how easy you've got it with one. You need to have two to appreciate one. Yeah, but you know what? Two gets better because they play with each other. Oh yeah, they. If so my the right kids ages. will go off. Yeah, if they're right, two and four, two they and four. they will play. You give them a year, they'll go into the backyard or even play for an hour. And you uh, won't, you you're won't doing hear that them. now, actually. Yeah, see, that's great. But with an only child, well, my mate... could be. I lock myself in the bathroom for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> my mate says he has to be the other child. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, Because I remember with the first one, I was always down on my knees playing trains or cars or, you know, building stuff. I bet stuff. you that's what yeah. you were playing. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors and socks. But then with the second one, the second one only wanted to play with the older one. You know, they don't yeah, want to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's easier. It's actually easier in a way with two. And do you get on with... Like your teenage kid? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember fine. Like growing up with my dad, we did not get on. Yeah, but he was my dad, 
and I was a sulky little shit. So I was just kind of like, <laughs> hang up, bum. I didn't want to really anything to do with him. And now we get on great. Yeah, you know? I think the kids go through that period, but he's he's certainly pretty good. Yeah. And so we, we keep a pretty, uh, with our family, we keep a pretty, um, what's the word? Uh, you know, we all hang out together a lot, basically. Yeah, nice. You know, close, close knit, is that the yeah. word? Close knit family, close yeah. Family. Yeah. You're so, a tight unit. Yeah, I mean, they're all about friends and stuff, but I've got other guys that have got 15-year-olds and they don't know, they, they, they just go and hang out like at Barclays Square Shopping Centre. Oh, yeah. And they don't yeah. know where their kids are. And they go, I, I see these parents who are the same age as my son and they're like, I go, oh, how's, you know, uh, young uh, whatever going, young Frank going? Oh, I don't know. We don't we don't see him much. He just does his own thing. 15. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I know, but they give... But parents, that's, that's what I was like when I was 15. But parents, some 15. parents give up. They just go, oh, fuck, it's too hard. Yeah. But, but I get that. that. I get that because I'm, I'm yeah. at a point... Where and I won't do that. It's part of the reason of doing this podcast. So I keep reminding myself of what it is I really do have as a priority. But there's moments with my older boy who's only eight. He hasn't even hit the teenage yeah. angst yet. Where I'm just like, oh, I'm, f- I'm losing my mind with this. Yeah. I don't know how to fucking deal with you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And like I said to Hannah this morning, I was like, I just want to enjoy hanging out with him and have a nice moment with him. And the whole time he's either um, back chatting um, or making shit up. Or being snarky. There's never just yeah, uh, two right. guys hanging out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. Um, and and then you go, well, that if I, it's got to come from me, doesn't it? You've just, you know what? You've just got to be there. That's the thing about, you know, when like it makes me really angry when Jamie Oliver goes, I only see my kids on the weekend and holidays. <laughs> and, and and chefs always say these. They, yeah. Gordon Ramsay said. I don't see my kids much, but when I see them, it's quality time. Now, what the fuck does that mean? He takes them to the zoo and they sit on his lap and they, he lets them drive the car? Or they, it, they have a million pounds. It's bullshit. Good, good yeah, quality, it's quantity time is what they want. They just want to be with you. That's a good quote. Oh, wow. They just quantity want to be with you. Quality. Yeah, quantity over quality. They just want to be with you. And teenagers. Like love <laughs> Neither of those things. <laughs> well, you got little kids. That's what happens. But you, you know, you know, um, uh, one of my friends was estranged from his dad as a you. I don't know what happened. He left the family and blah blah blah. Then he reconnected with him, and he said. He, he just like being. This is like a fifty-year-old guy. Yeah. He said, just like sitting with his dad. He, just, he said, we don't necessarily talk a lot. He goes, we just like sitting together. And he goes, he goes. I remember seeing two gorillas in the zoo. There were the dad and the son. They just sat together. And he goes, it's just good being with you. Yeah, you know, being with your your, your kid like that. Just that, being there. Yeah, it's a nice. very very simple and uh, profound bit of advice. Yeah, yeah. for Perhaps. me right now. Yeah, that's excellent. Because that's what I should do. Because because I what I do a lot when when he's in a particular mood, I send him out the back, or I send him into his room, or I yeah. go, "Why don't you go put it?" He has, hardly has any TV. Yeah, well, we all do that. But go and do that. Um, I should just go and sit with him. Yeah, be with him. But see, you've made the choice, so you don't have much screen time, or no, we have had no, hardly any. We're screen like time. that too. Yeah, and, it, and my fifteen-year-old complains constantly. About how he can't play Fortnite. We don't let him play Fortnite, and he's like, "That's a new game out, isn't it?" Yeah, it's a new game yeah. that all the kids are playing, and we don't have a we don't have a PlayStation or anything like that in the yeah. house. And he's like, oh, "You know, you play computer games when you were growing up." And I'm, I again, I do stand up about it. mate. I was when I was your age, it was 1979. So yeah. <laughs> you want to play computer games? You had to go to the, the bowling alley yeah. and play Space Invaders and socialize. It was and a so- different kind exactly, of- and yes. also the games had a five minute limit. You'd Put twenty cents in and it was all over. Yeah, five yeah, minutes yeah. later, so um, yeah, you got it. I mean, you know, I know friends that have got all their kids have got iPads and they watch yes. them all the time. You know, when you go on this, I was I was walking along the street the other day and I saw two like eight year olds walking along looking at phones. 
Yeah. I felt like just hitting it out of their hands. Yes. <laughs> Whack. Like, I, I, fair enough, you see adults walking along. We've all done well, it. Well, it's not even fair enough. It, yeah. I do it and I fucking hate it. I hate it too. Yeah, yeah, oh, right, I hate it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to. My wife says I'm addicted to the phone, so I've got I to am. stop. I know I am too, but I've got to stop doing it. It's not good. It's not good. You heard it here first. Evan Eels made a pledge. <laughs> well, Hughesy's got off internet altogether. Oh, yeah, he says that. <laughs> Still walking around with a smartwatch on, yeah, though. Yeah, I know. And he talked into his watch. Hello, what? What? Sorry, I can't hear you. Like, get smart. What? I can't hear you. <laughs> Hughesy goes through fads, I reckon. He goes, I mean, he's doing, he's doing the right thing, but it's, you know, it's. It, I mean, you. we need... Uh, social media for our careers, unfortunately. I yes. Because we're not of that. Like someone like Glenn Robbins, for example, or Mick Malloy, they don't have social media, but they don't need it because yeah. they're Glenn Robbins and Mick Malloy. Right. <laughs> we're, we're Harley Breen and Dave O'Neill. And wait, we, we need. <laughs> we, we need. I don't even know your last name, Thanks wait. <laughs> we need. We unfortunately need that access to people and to push ourselves a little bit. Well, Wade's off it. You're off it. I have a Facebook account, but I've unfriended. Unfollowed everybody, right? And so there's like if you if I open up my Facebook page, it just says there's been an error. You, there are no posts to show. Yes, and I keep it open for yeah. the podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah. Only that's the only reason he's doing it. Which yeah. is like you said, I shut it's, down Instagram. It's, it's to facilitate this. Yeah, um, yeah. But otherwise, you don't need it. But then you've got a 15 year old. Um, aren't you worried that he's now behind his friends in terms of his ability nah, with technology? Not at all. They get. He's, we call him tech support because he's very good with computers. He's really good. And what about, are you worried about like uh, the 12 year old girl coming into. Yeah. Like, because I hear like social media bullying is far oh, more intense for girls yeah. than it is for boys. Yeah, girls is bad. Girls is bad. But the school, they, I mean, they should go to a normal primary school, but they're not encouraged to have phones at the primary yeah. school. They sort of take them off them. But like, the only social media we've let our son go on is Snapchat, but he doesn't post any photos. I just use it. They go through stages they, uh, to communicate with each other. So yeah. I've got friends like, um, I remember Dicko, who I was working with in the, like, say, 2000s. He had teenage daughters, and it was S- MSM Messenger back then because yeah. it was a free. Oh, yeah. and, and, he, and he said what would happen was that his daughters, both daughters would be on MSM Messenger, and then the ones would start crying and go, some girl called me a slut <laughs> And Dicko's like, well, who, who is this girl? I don't know her, Dad. She's from another school. It's like, well, you know what I mean? It's all that sort of stuff. And, you yeah, know, it's yeah, all yeah. people being, we used to, you know, on Facebook, I'm amazed how many comics, you, you don't know them, and on Facebook they're complete fuckheads starting <laughs> arguments, saying all this really, and then you meet them and they're nice people. And yeah. you're like, why are you starting doing all this shit on Facebook? Because oh, people are bored. A social media yeah, that, life yeah, compared they, to oh, like the normal life. Yeah, and they so just different. want a reaction, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, that's it's it. like they want attention. Bored, and yeah. they'll just prod something with a stick until it barks. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why they do it. But I've heard some shock. Um, I've heard from other parents other stories of yeah, bullying and stuff on Facebook. But it's all, yeah, it's all just, it all just, it's like when, when we, bullying was around, but it's all online now. You know? Yeah, like yeah. When yeah, we yeah. were kids, it was all in the playground and then. Yeah, but I never like dealt with like that girl bullying either. It was all kind of guys. It was all a little bit more upfront, and then it kind of be over a wee bit. Yes, after. it, it got physical, it and got then physical. yeah. <laughs> but and whoever won like the fight won the bullying. Of fucking like mind oh. trench warfare. No, yeah. G- trench warfare. Girl, girls are hard because girls, as we know, they're sort of a bit more intelligent than boys, and they talk more, they communicate more, yeah, yeah, yeah. they value their friendship group a lot. So, I mean, my twelve-year-old daughter's got a, a great. She's in grade six. She's got a great bunch of 
girls that she hangs out with and and the, even the girls on the peripheral are all fantastic like some of the grade 5 girls they all, they all seem really nice they're not they're not they're not bitchy or anything but yeah. she's going to high school next year and a lot of them aren't going to that high school they're all going to oh. different high schools so it'll be interesting to see what happens well that's when it starts because that's when you know different tribal groups all get broken up yeah. and dispersed yeah, and then come right. together and then it's literally like watching animals or all yeah. trying to figure out whose territory it is. I keep saying to my fifteen year old, you got you got to find your tribe. You got to find who. So obviously you're not going to hang. He's not sporty. You're not going to hang up the sporty boys, right? Yeah. You're a bit nerdy, but you're not. There's guys that sit in a thing called the pit and play computer games all day, right. lunchtime. Yeah. So you're not right like those guys because they're all socially awkward and yeah. Because yeah. my son's quite, you know, he he talks to all the girls and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, quite handsome. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, you, don't oh, be, you don't want to be those full on nerds in the pit playing computer games because they're, they're just going to, they'll find life a bit difficult yeah, you know, later like on. They're away there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to be with, and not with the really cool kids. And, and then there's the naughty kids. The yes. naughty boys are a real thing at school yeah, yeah, and yeah. they just get up to, they'll, they'll at lunchtime, smoke, they'll, they'll, yeah, smoke they'll, they'll smoke. At lunchtime, they'll go to the shops and steal shit. Yeah. And they're so stupid that at, at his school, on sports day, they wear um, shirts with their surnames on the back. And so these naughty boys go and steal shit. <laughs> and the guy just goes, he brings up the school bar. We had a, uh, we had a Jones. We had a Foster. Had... <laughs> so, I, mean, I remember back to my, my high school, and I loved high school. I hung out. I was a twin. so But we didn't really hang out that much together. But I, you know what bought me and all? Oh, it was music that we all... Was yeah, our right. but not, not playing right. not playing instruments. Uh, a love of bands that were yeah. a bit slightly alternative, like you know Madness, Midnight Oil, The Sunny Boys, all those. And we just there were girls, there were guys, and we all connected because of that. Yeah. I don't know how we connected, but probably because we had folders with you know, you know, you'd have a folder with. I I found my Year Eleven folder, and it's got Midnight Oil on one side, and who on the other side? Oh, The Sunny Boys and the Models. And then Bow Wow Wow, because she was a very attractive Annabelle, the lead singer. And so, excellent. I assume we connected via, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. One of our favourite things to ask uh, our guests, uh, Mr. Dave O'Neill, is um, parenting horror stories. Oh. Uh, in the, and it can be anything you want, but a moment where maybe you thought you were, had lost your child, or you'd oh. maimed you'd maimed Horrific. a child very badly. Horrific. I mean, my brother, I, 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 my brother Mark, has got, has got one of the best stories, which I've put in a, a, a sitcom that I've written. But uh, he fell asleep in the park after a big night, <laughs> and his kid walked home by himself. <laughs> <laughs> So I think the kid would have been about four. And so the kid walks home. Mummy's like, "Where's, where's daddy?" He's still in the. So he was woken by his phone. Where, do you know where your son is? <laughs> oh my is, god! That is amazing. That is great. The the other that, the other this is horrific horrific when you think about it. Um, I was in the I was in the backyard with three. Kitty, my daughter, would have been eight, about the age of your child is walking. So 18 months or two? Yeah, or? he's about yeah, 20 months now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that age where they can walk, but they can't really, they talk a little bit. So we were in the backyard and, my, and with my oldest son, and he had kicked a ball over the fence. And so I was trying to get the ball out of the neighbors with a broom, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, my, and then I looked around, Kitty's gone. And I'd see the two gates are open to the road. Now, we didn't live on a very busy road, but um, busy enough. Yeah, like yeah. people would sometimes shortcut through it, yeah, you know. And so I go running out, and there's a there's a Ute 
idling in the middle of the road. Like I'm listening. I've got to get water for Holy the kids. Shit. Idling in the middle of the road. And, and this woman gets out and she goes, are you missing a baby? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, I am missing a baby. And she goes, she's hiding under that car. And so I'm like, oh, my God. So she'd run out the two gates, crossed the road and hidden under Holy our station shit. wagon. And she was laughing. Because the woman said, "Oh, the woman said I saw her running across the road, so I stopped, and I was just, and I, 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 of course, just grabbed her and put her back in the backyard. But I didn't tell my wife for about a day because it was just freaked me out so much. And then she said, "Why are you so angry?" And I said, "This is what happened." So that was. But we talked about that on the radio when I was doing radio, and a woman said that she lived near Bell Street. And her, which is a very busy road for people that don't yeah. know it. Um, very bu- what? How many lanes? Eight lanes, probably. Oh, Bell yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah. Very busy road. Her daughter, she was in the backyard, and you know those peg trolleys that you you put your pegs oh, yes. in, yeah, 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 and yeah. and you, like old ladies have, and you push your pegs around in the backyard in a little trolley. She looked around, and her daughter had disappeared with pushing the peg trolley like a little <laughs> pram kind of yeah. thing, and she went running out, and she had crossed Bell Street. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and she said the trolley had a few nicks, like it'd been hit or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> she said it was the most horrific. Just playing real life frogger. Yeah, real life frogger. <laughs> <laughs> well, a great pleasure to have you on uh, no the podcast. We could talk forever about parenting, we, but you know, honestly, well, honestly, go. I really wanted to keep talking, but um, uh, today has been one of those days that we talk about where it's hard to get dads together, and I've got that kid with me, and I've He's got to been get pretty him. good. He's been really good, but I've yeah, also yeah. got to get him back to another appointment. Fair um, enough. So we're stretched. Uh, That's hey, okay. Do you have anything coming up? No, I've got podcasts though. So um, no, uh, yeah, uh, no, no, there's one podcast that people listen. There's to. only one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there's this one. No, actually, so, you've got a great podcast for anyone uh, here, fan of hearing about comics and the oh, gigs. Yeah. You've been the, on it. That one, the uh, debrief, the, the debrief. debrief. Yeah. So I just go to a gig. I did it with your wife uh, yeah, on Saturday. Claire, Claire, Claire oh, did you? Yeah, yeah well, did. I did the podcast with you. <laughs> oh, I did the podcast as well, didn't we? <laughs> and, and so uh, we drive to a gig, and actually now we now I've changed a little bit, so we talk a little bit on the way to the gig and go, what's this going to be like? Like, what are we walking into? We do the gig, and then we come back and we talk about the gig on the way home. Oh, I like about, that. And you also yeah. do Up Your Class with Nelly Up Your Thomas. Class with Nelly Thomas. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, a, a, we're looking at um, the world through a working class spectrum, because we, we are allegedly working class. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're working class, you we're, would say. I grew up in a very working class house. Working class, very, sure. yeah. Dad yeah. was a fitter and turner. Yeah. We were very blue collar. Like, my dad claimed that he didn't know anyone who voted liberal at one point. Well, I don't know anyone who votes liberal. Who would vote liberal? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a union man. He was a union man. He yeah. was in the union, and but he was also, um, yeah, yeah. He was really very took a lot from the Viet Cong, didn't he? Yeah, really, he liked- <laughs> really took a lot home from those guys. He loved, yeah, he loved Vietnam. He went back on a on a holiday. Vietnam uh, is the absolute best. I love it there. The war was great fun. No, it was all right. It was good. <laughs> great chicken. Great chicken. Every, every photo you see of him is suntan holding a beer. Like <laughs> he went back on a holiday, and then he went to visit his old airbase, and he's like. Bloody hell, there are all these tunnels underneath the base. We didn't even know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Viet Cong were just popping up. Because also they used to employ <laughs> they used to employ a lot of locals as cooks and cleaners. They were probably Viet Cong. So oh, anyway, he's like, we're lucky to have Kev. That's amazing. <laughs> just went over there completely oblivious. What a great country. This is the time I didn't even realise there was a war on. So, yeah, it was just nice. Just eating chicken every day. It was bloody all right. 
Uh, well, good on you, Dave. No worries. Uh, yeah, and also my somehow related podcast with Glenn Robbins. I do a podcast with him. Jesus Christ. Well, mate, I'm all across yeah, podcasts. Oh, you know, because you just make so much money with them. If you're doing, <laughs> if you're yeah, doing that's three, what we love about it. If you're doing three podcasts, that's five grand each a week. That's 15 grand a week. I'm, that's a joke, everyone. You don't make, you don't make any money. Thanks, guys. Good on you. Cheers, Thanks, guys. Dads. <laughs>